Hey, y'all, it's Kristen and Christine from The Takeover. We're growing and loving the engagement via social media and through our audio platforms. If you want to hear more from us, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's hashtag The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Listen, rate, and comment on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at The Takeover CC to join the conversation. Now let's get into the episode. You are now tuned into the takeover with Kristen and Christine. Oh snap! We back. It's late. Wow. Wow. Um, it's 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 a new season. You already know what we're gonna do. We're gonna jump right into it. Yes. Listen, the two revamp off, is serious. The revamp is serious. Shout out to everybody that was giving us the 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 encouragement, the appreciation via our social media. Yes. I felt the love. I really did. Was the rollout on point? The rollout was on point. And punto. punto. And shout outs to none other than Nathaniel McGlar, who is right here in the studio throw the ad name throw the ad name you know, so they can at, find him at n-a-t-m-a-g-l-o-i-r-e he you gave me some they call me u-s-h-e-r-r-a-y-m-o-n-z ah baby tell me what you want to do with me he is the creative director photographer mastermind behind the recent season three revamp via instagram both looks you know from the purple power suit and the green power suit to the to, to the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn stoop. stoop, okay, okay, okay. So yes, the revamp is is quite in order, and that means that we are doing what we are applying the pressure, applying the pressure. So for our takeover segment, because we know you all love when we start off with the takeover segment, we just wanted to talk about how you know in this last quarter, in the final quarter of final the year, mm-hmm. how are you applying the pressure? I'm dead. Okay, go ahead, pass. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? We are diamonds in the rough, okay? <laughs> and, you know, that actually is so prevalent for both of our lives and probably for a lot of our listeners out there. You know, your background, your story, your experiences um, shows that you're a diamond in the rough, you know? Like, you are being formed, you are being pushed, molded, molded mm-hmm. you are being, like, pulled in ways and made malleable and, you know, just becoming your greatest form. And I think, especially for both of us, Kristen and myself, you know, going through college and now the post-grad experience, it's definitely applying a lot of pressure on us. Um, mm-hmm. Would you say, Kristen? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell y'all I know I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the running to be a diamond, okay. you know? I'm in the running. Okay. But yeah, you know, the pressure comes in from every single angle. Mm. We have you know, the job, you mm. know, being challenged at work and actually appreciating the challenge, being... Well, sometimes um, being challenged and not... And, like, questioning why it is that right, this person right, right. is challenging me. Um, being stretched financially. Mm. Um, being um, unavailable socially sometimes, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so it's a, a lot of different ways that, that I feel like pressure has been applied. Um, but I think I'm applying the pressure right back. Yes. Because, you know, organization. Showing up. Period. You know, being present. <laughs> That's right. And ultimately knowing that you're walking in your purpose. Mm-hmm. That the fact that you start from, you know, the miry clay and become, you know, a precious diamond is ultimately knowing that you're living in what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, this is season three of The Takeover. And we truly, you know, there were times like, you know, I would hope that we weren't like questioning like why it is that we were doing what we were doing, but just knowing that we're also applying the pressure, you know, out here by doing what it is that we're doing, you know, like there's a radical act of us, you know, creating this podcast, creating this content and sharing the stories of not only ourselves, but those who, you know, share the couch with us. You know, you know what I love about, um, so we've been networking like so much with ne- the takeover. Networking. Networking. <laughs> um, and so when you meet people, they be like, yeah, I don't, I didn't know why I was doing this thing or this, I was doing this thing and then something happened. Mm. And so I feel like for us, it's like, do the thing and don't question why in, in, in every form, you know, mm-hmm. in the job. And I mean, obviously there are perfect reasons yeah, why you should you ask do why. Have to question. But when you wonder about your stage in life, mm. like obviously you're going to plan for the future and you're going to wonder why it's taking so long. But I think the most important part is to know that 
everything aligns itself. Oh, you know, your experiences sure. are all valid and they all create a greater story when put together. Mm-hmm. So, and you then know. you go back and you laugh and you be like, wow, like that little blemish right. made for right. the actual thing that made me who I am. Right. You know, like those blemishes, those imperfections mm-hmm. are actually what makes me the perfect me in order to continue accepting the pressure that's put on me. Because it doesn't mean that your life is going to make get any easier. That's what somebody um, told me recently. It's not that life gets easier. It's that you're able to go... Um, to go with the punches, you're being given a lot more harder battles, but you're building up your toolbox in order to go at them head on. Right. But I guess the question for you, Kristen, would be how much pressure is too much pressure? Um, God, I don't even know, to be honest. I feel like everything that life has dealt me, I've dealt with. Mm. So, oh, oh, that's a word. <laughs> so, wow, a word. A you know, word. When they, I saw something on Instagram the other day and I just keep being reminded of it because it, it said you've survived 100 percent of your worst days. Mm. And I feel like I have. I, I mean, they've been rough. You mm-hmm. know, I've cried. I've, you know, been upset. I've had arguments with myself, with other people. But at the end of the day, I managed to make it to today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, much, you know, much things are in my past. And I feel like as long as I'm not down and out, like if, as long as I'm not losing my sense of self, you know, I think then I guess the pressure is where it needs to be. I haven't experienced it where it's too much pressure yet. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only time for me is when pressure is too much pressure is when it's coming from the outside and it's and I know it's not what is actually intended from God. Mm-hmm. Like there's the times when thing. I know like yeah, that's my discernment. Like and my stuff has been on 100,000 trillion since I've been actually putting him first. Okay. And I think um knowing that like when I'm going through something I have to question, I have to be like is I'm am I doing what I'm doing because I want to do it because God said to do it or am I doing it because you know, someone asked of it for me and I didn't learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. Or am I doing it because, oh, it will look good on my resume for a, a brief second? Mm-hmm. Or like, is so it, intention. So yeah, what is my, what are the intentions behind the the pressure that's being placed I remember on asking me? you something similar to mm. that when we talk about social media. Remember? Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. shout outs to my clean of my own personal accounts. And I was like, what's, um, you know, what is the purpose? You yeah. know, if you, if you have to step back and be like, is the pressure too much? You gotta be like, what is the purpose of the right. pressure? And shout outs to that because I went from 207 <laughs> posts to a calm 27. Okay. Shout out. From 207 shout to out. 27 and my stuff is looking nice. Um, but yes. Um, and so I guess the last question on this takeover segment for mm-hmm. you, Kristen, is when are we going to reach our diamond states? Shout-outs to Riri with the diamond ball. You know, she is truly... Girl. If she's not a diamond yet, then Lord, when she becomes what do her diamonds, diamonds look like? Yo, wow. If she's not a diamond yet. Wow. I can't imagine. So when do we reach our diamond state? When we turn 30? No, nah, like, but that's, that, that's all relative, man. That's all relative. <laughs> I think that's all relative. I don't know. I think that, you know, right now I'm a diamond. I'm somebody's so, diamond. Yeah, I'm somebody's diamond. I'm, <laughs> I I mean I know you're somebody's diamond because guess what wasn't it a a birthday that just passed yeah that happened somebody's birth I'm 23 that's crazy oh 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 wow we have both reached the Jordan year since season two has um finished and season three has now commenced um it feels good to be growing in those ways and um Kristen your 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 birthday present is on its way thank you um and route appreciate um, it courtesy of Spike Lee. Shout out to the culture. It is an autographed the Black to the Future shirt for Miss Kristen Washington. Shout out to Afrofuturism. Yes. Shout out to Black Brooklyn. Yes. Shout out to Digital Humanities. Shout out to Kristen for applying pressure on me and allowing me to be my best self at all times. Wow, wow, wow. And I hope I've done the same thing. Yes, of course. Of course. And with that, we're going to move right along to new music. New music. New music. So, you know how we do it. We had to. With the with the upgrade of the socials and everything, we mm-hmm. had to introduce like a little new template. It's the same, you know, vibe, but it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today we introduce um the song "Famous Music" by Boti featuring Bobson, Santi, Damaya, and Minz. Um, let me give y'all a little a little taste of that. Hey, hey, hey. <gasps> All right, before they before they charge us, um, I'm gonna stop okay. right there. But that was dope. Like honestly, 
vibes. I the nostalgia thing. Like once you, I feel like once you reach a certain age and you can remember your past. Yes. And you're like, wow, this was a phenomenal moment in my past. Wow, like sample. That is that is it. That is like how you, that's the gold right there. You know, I'm not sure. I we really encourage everyone to you know interact with our post, engage with our post because a question was asked of you all as to what sample was on. You know this song and the that uh, <laughs> uh, comes from none other than dilemma with Nelly and Kelly. Yo, what a vibe! The that video a was vibe. a vibe, and then they, I like what I like about it is that they, um, they gave you the the beat and you automatically felt where it came from. Mm-hmm. But then they also had their own situation, to right? It, you they know? gave you just enough. They didn't give you the no matter what I right. do. They wasn't singing along to it. Right. They wasn't rapping along with the same words. It was. It was just enough right. to take you back to a time. And I definitely want to look into um, each of those different artists, Bolti, Bobson, Santi, Demaya, and Mins. I don't know if they're a group or if they're some sort of collective, but I definitely want to look into them. They are African artists. Um, I, th- I think Bolti, I'm pretty... No, Santi, I know, is definitely out of Nigeria. Um, but I definitely want to look out of them. Also, shout out to all the Niger fam. Niger yes. Independence Day just passed, you know. So shout out to all Niger fam that it. listens to, um, loyal listeners to the takeover. But um, that was our new music highlight this past Monday. Um, what other new music are you looking to or looking forward to listening to, Kristen? Actually, I've been I've been listening to a lot of new music. It's crazy because mm. I usually am like, okay, I need to hold off. I need mm. to. Um, consume music slowly. You know, I got to listen to stuff twice before I can really nah, appreciate bro. it. Um, I've been listening to Phony People way too far. Yo. Phony People, man. Yo. Do you remember when they came to Amherst? I do not. They came to Amherst. Were we security? Uh, yes. And they were in the warehouse. They were in <laughs> the powerhouse. Yo, Way Too Far is dope. They also have another song. It's like, um, Before You Get a Boyfriend. Yes. Ooh, I've girl, heard, you I got to. I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, my fave, LaKaylee47. She's yes, back girl. on the Insecure soundtrack. She has two songs on there, but my favorite is Girl Blunt. Okay, Miss Washington set herself. And then the man who can do no wrong, his name is Bryson Tiller. I'm crying. <laughs> and he has a song called Cancelled. And that's dope as fuck. Oops, language. Does he, um, does he help your does he does he fulfill your loins like how this man was showing oh, us? Loins. Um wow. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I know that it's it's always a vibe. He's a consi- mm. like consistent vibe. I know people were saying that um his latest project, the lat there was one, the first project mm-hmm. that everybody was, you know, commending, and then there was mm-hmm. the second one, they were like it was a little slower mm-hmm. in terms of the accolades or people actually subscribing to it. But to me, I really loved it. I thought it had numerous gems on it. And mm-hmm. I feel like he consistently brings it and he has a specific vibe. I don't there's some people I'm like, oh, you need to grow. You need to change. You need to do something different. But him, I'm like, it's perfection to me. Yeah. Yeah. Bryson Tiller does that. Definitely I you always say that he does that for you. For me, it's always Jacquees. And we could get into the Jacquees. Jacquees. Oh. Oh, I thought he was going to say, get into whether his name is Jacquees or Jacquees. Which one? I don't know. No, Jacquees is the homie from Harlem. Oh. That be rapping. Okay. okay. Jacquees is the heavenly voice from down south. I want to say, I don't want to misname if if he's from North Carolina um, or from Atlanta, but he's definitely from down south. Is that the one that got taken off of Trip? Trip. (laughs) Yeah. But um, Jacquees does that for me. I think his voice is amazing. Um. They asked, side note, <laughs> did you see that Ella May had put out, like, she was, like, previewing her album. And then and she, she only showed out boot up and she yeah. showed up trick. <laughs> and somebody retweeted it and said, oh, she's hiding it from Jacquees. Yeah. <laughs> Mad retweets. God. Dead. But, yeah, for me, um, Tokyo Jets, we have um, previously put her up as one of our New Music Monday. She's um, one of the women. I'm pretty sure she's first lady of Grand Hustle, actually. Um she is she just dropped a new album September 30th um that's called Bonafide and I started listening today Kristen is it good the beats are bomb mm. the music is bomb she, the last track is with Trina my girl oh wow so we leveled up so we leveled up okay, okay. she has a TI and Trace songs collab as well on it mm. with her dope um so yeah, I started listening to that today. I have to talk about Wayne, you know, even though it came out on Friday, today is now Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Girl, I was talking to Piff and I was just like, listen, he gave us, he gave us Wheezy, he gave us Yo. Daddy Wheezy, he gave us Zaddy Wheezy, oh. he gave us Lil Tunchi, 
He gave us. He gave us everyone. He gave mm. you everything that you wanted. Shout outs. To, uh, my highlights are the Ashanti Mayno. Do you um, like that one? I Mac Main. I, mean. I gotta listen to that twice. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shanti Mac Main. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it didn't grow. It it wasn't. I I didn't listen to it. Snoop like Dogg like was it like dope. That. I love. It took the me one to the West. Um, you know I gotta give it up for Uproar. I am a Brooklyn Uproar. girl to the die. That's I. That one is light. good. Oh my gosh, hilarious. Um, and I actually liked all of them. Like, I even liked his, I love the open letters. I love his mother on, you know, being recorded and, like, having those voicemails and stuff like that. It was very reminiscent of, like, when, you're, when your family member leaves you a voicemail, you have to listen to it over and over and over again because you're like, wow, like, they left me such a poignant mm, message. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are things that I would like to highlight. Um, Did you like his thing with um, his song, Don't Cry, with X Tentacion? Nope. Okay, I don't like I, and that's a, that's how I felt also about um about Drake with 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 MJ. I with, thought that, I thought we discussed that. Yeah, right? we discussed that, was that trash. Um, um, season two, episode seven. I'm pretty sure we discussed <laughs> that. Um, we, I don't want you know bringing people back from the dead, um, or like just co- trying to commemorate them. <laughs> trying to commemorate them in a way that's actually like distasteful like i actually don't think certain people like it just it didn't seem fitting it felt like it was why was it distasteful because i just felt like hmm may well who knows if xsx was still alive would that have made the album I question. Is that a is it a sample from something that he previously did? I'm is that unreleased sure. vocals? Did they work on this before he passed? What what is it? Unreleased vocals. Okay. So that so then Wayne took it and then t- paid for it. Paid for it. Maybe they had the song in I just it didn't feel finished either. Like I feel like I didn't hear XXX give me like a a solid verse or give me something. But to don't like he do the melody on. type of things? Yeah, but on, even on his own songs, who knows? All I know is that I wasn't expecting it, especially not so early in the album. I also love to. I'm this this season when I'm listening to albums, I'm gonna think about like song placement mm-hmm. on an album mm-hmm. for it to be the second or third song. I just felt like it was for for sales <laughs> okay <laughs> well i personally thought I, I was like okay so it makes sense because his mom started like tearing up you could tell she was tearing up on mm-hmm. the sample so i don't know if don't cry was like a you know a ode to that or some type of like segue to that but yeah who knows but yeah um and other things that i want to listen to i mean i'm not looking forward to yandi um, it was supposed to come out this past weekend, but apparently got moved to Black Friday, November twenty third. Um, so we shall see what comes. I haven't from even that. listened to this man's first stuff. The the, the first thing he put oh, out. Oh yeah, I haven't yay. listened to that. So who knows? But um, I'm looking forward to some female artists dropping stuff. Cardi dropped some heat on a Instagram Yo. story, and I need to hear it. Oh, I thought you were talking out. about her um her most recent one. I love Taki Taki. Oh, not Taki Taki. The other one. What's the other one that hit Billboard charts? Oh, um, boys like you. No, that's our. That's on the Billboard charts. But the I other like one. No, no, no. This is recently. What? Well, hold on. Let me let me take a second and think about it. Back, oh, back, back, bagging it up. It up. Shout out to Partisan. Yes. Okay. And when I listen to Partisan rap on that one, I will say. I was like... Is this whole name Partisan? Partisan Fontaine. Oh, okay. Because I was like, party. Interesting that they they mm-hmm. match so well. Party, Cardi. But um, it it was eerily reminiscent of Safari and Nicki Minaj. Like, when I f- hear flows and I'm like, oh, Partisan really do write for Cardi. He does. Oh, oh that's him. Yeah. Okay, now I get it. Okay, so that feels good. Yeah. I think that's why it worked. Yeah. Partisan wrote on invasion of privacy, yeah. But um, but she says he that has writing and credits, she, he and she gives him writing credits. He has, he's signed. She made sure he got signed. He, she made sure that he has publishing rights. So, like, but also, Safari doesn't write for, didn't write for Nikki, and he's admitted that. He did not. He has admitted that. He has. He. Oh, you better stand. The flow sounds eerily similar, but I digress. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't write for it. He's admitted it, and um, she called him out for lying, but he also said that he was lying as well. Um, 
But speaking of Nikki, um, did you hear that Meek and and Cardi supposed to be on a song together? I'm here for it. Flame her. Oh my god. All right. Speaking of writing, I'm crying. Um, <laughs> Black Girl Lit and the Lit is for Literature. You know, we said the last time you are what you read. What are you reading? What am I reading? I am reading. The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Oh, wow, yes. Um, sh- I cannot wait for the movie to come out October 19th, and I cannot wait to finish the book. To be honest, I'm not going to lie to y'all. This is probably the first book I'm going to finish since I graduated from college. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you. Sorry. No, no, no. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't laughing, y'all. So what happened was... Nate that- bonks up himself <laughs> in the studio. But anyways, yeah, um... Shout out to Nate for coming here and, you know, taking some background, you know, content, some behind the scenes footage. But yeah, like, no, this book is really amazing. It tells the story of a teen girl who's living between the two worlds, something that um, myself, I know Kristen and maybe some of our other listeners, like oftentimes like reminisce about in terms of like their educational experience, you know, going to these schools of Mm. predominantly white and affluent people. Um, and then going home to, you know, the hoods. And to think, this day. Even to this day. And even like even with the workplaces that we go to yeah. too, no matter if they're nonprofits that work in education. Yeah. Feeling that. I mean and, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And then also like just also the the so much more current um ideas of she's with her childhood best friend, Khalil, and he's actually murdered in front of her at the hands of a police officer. A white, and she was Martin. unarmed. Yeah, Trayvon Martin, the Mike Browns, like all of them, the Sandra Blands, the all of them. Um, so basically, and then how Khalil's death is becoming a national headline and sort of like st- what is Star going to do? Star is the main character. What is Star going to do? How is she going to use her voice? Is she going to use her voice? Mm-hmm. How is her voice going to be convoluted and like misconstrued mm-hmm. by, you know, those around her? And who is she doing this for? Is she doing this for her family, for her hood, for her school or for Khalil? And can she do it for everyone? And can she do it for herself? Well, I can't answer any of those questions because I haven't read nor seen mm-hmm. any of this. Um, but I feel like it's very apt placement because that whole idea of like you, they can't save you. You know, like you go no to- No way. They can't save you, that position. <laughs> they go. He also did, side note, he did a sample yes, from that into the, <laughs> into the Carter Five. But anyways, um, they can't save you. You can be in these- really powerful, really rich, really white institutions, as a black person, you go back where you go back or you are in their space and you're still considered black, you are still considered dangerous, you're still considered scary, you're still considered beneath, you know? So it's really at placement because it it colors the experience a little bit more. It says Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not a student in a... Um, in a public school, even though those experiences are valid, mm-hmm. but let's bring some light to the fact that you can't really escape a lot of it. Right. Like the 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 black woman in Smith, who um, you know, the, they called the police on her, and her boyfriend, boyfriend was there. Yeah. Her boyfriend's white, and so he they like believed him and he didn't believe her. didn't believe anything that she said. Was and, she a student of the school? Right. He's at an all women's college. Is he a student of the school? Right. So it's like those type of nuances Mm -hmm. and i think that that to me screams like Mm -hmm. diversity like real diversity for sure understanding experiences not as just like oh black black and poor but like black and in between nuances black and traveling black and and in an elite quote-unquote elite school you know those type of things but yeah what's great about it um my final comment on it you all should all pick it up if you can or at at the very least be sure to go out and go see the movie and then pick up the book um i think there's um value in reading books as well as watching movies um taking in both content but i'm so grateful i've been walking around with it on the trains i've been openly reading it everywhere for people to ask me questions and leaving on the cover because it's a hard cover book but it has this beautiful chocolate little girl on the front holding up the sign the hate you give and to see my little black and brown girls um that i counsel telling me you haven't read it yet i read it last year or it's been famous in the schools so many people request it and so many girls are saying, like, when are you all going to take us to the movie? So we'll actually be taking some of our students to go see The Hate You Give. So I look forward to doing that. What are you reading? Because um, we've been talking about the penal system, you yes, know. Yes, yes, yes. So, I'm currently reading 
Just Mercy, a story of justice and redemption by Brian Stevenson. Love him. Um, he is the executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery, Alabama, and he's a professor of law at NYU Law. Um, I first learned about them, EJI, through mm-hmm. Brooklyn Museum because they had a lynching exhibit. And then it was a, like a prelude to the lynching museum that's currently in Alabama. So when my boss walked into the well, when I walked into the office and my boss handed me this book mm-hmm. and it was a signed copy from Aww. Brian Stevenson with my name written, my full name written in it. I was hype. But basically, it's this memoir where he discusses like being a lawyer and defending a lot of people that are literally um, on death row. Like mm. they are they're the vulnerable population, you know, mm-hmm. they're in the criminal justice system. Um, and the, it specifically talks about this man named Walter McMillan, who is sentenced to die for a murder he didn't commit. And they said it's very reminiscent of To Kill a Mockingbird, actually. Wow. So I'm really interested in finishing it and then comparing it to, to Kill a Mockingbird. So I think I'm going to go back to it right after I finish reading this. Nice. And these are the people that are usually unseen, right? Like Star is usually the one unseen because she's traveling between these two places, places but also they're hyper- you know, visible, hyper yeah. visible to to the world too. It's it's so interesting when those things happen, um, and you're oftentimes seeing how like from novels to memoirs mm-hmm. to real life events, like they're all correlating with each other. So, let us know what you're reading too. Um, we're gonna be putting out some content over on the social medias about Black Girl Lit, and we would love to take a poll and see what other people are reading so we can add to our own book list. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got. Only NYC. Yo, we live in one of the most ratchetest, amazing cities in the world. Ratchetest. Yeah, that's my <laughs> new word. Ratchetest. We should do we should do words and we should um define them. Crying. But yes, anyways. What have so, you to show me? Yes, in light, she has something to show yes, me. it's hilarious. In light of the Carter Five, um, and the what is it? The uproar challenge. Yes. Um, yo. Some people have been smurdering it, other people have been killing it in the in the negative way. Like really? they, have, they haven't been sticking. You must not be from New York, Brooklyn, anywhere around here if you're not doing it justice. So what are you showing? Yikes. Um, well, that's crazy that you say that because there's a tweet from Corinne um, at Remy Ma. And it says, oh, that's funny. <laughs> we'll tell you why that's funny later. <laughs> but it says, I wish I learned how to get light in 06. Sad face. I'm once again the hype man clapping it up on the sidelines. Still important, though. Okay. And I still, I feel like that's low-key me. I know how to, like, shake Aww. my shoulders. <laughs> I know how to do the Harlem shake, but I can't get light, you know? Like, I yeah. can't do all that hopping around and stuff. Like, Big facts. And it's crazy because when I think of Corinne and I think of her hyping people up, the first person I think of from her West, West crew that she's probably hyping up is, like, Tyler Clark. Tyler Clark, if you're listening, Tyler used to jump up and down and get it crazy. And for us at Amherst, like the person that would get it, Anise Diaz. Oh, she smurders she it. She it every time. Um, you know, I hit a little one, two, a little three, four, a little. Four. Yo, you saw the boy. You saw the dude that flipped off of the off of the Listen, car, bro. This one. Yes. Yeah. This is crazy. There was like New York is different. Ah, you had the whole okay. Reverse on it. Reverse, reverse. Ah! But yeah, it's crazy that he brought it back. Like that vibe, that that old Swiss beat. Like that's crazy for sure. And I think what's great, you know, just going back to Lil Wayne, but also think about like the biggest thing about New York City is like the fact that you could take on an aura of a place, but know Mm -hmm. that you can bring your own thing to it, Mm -hmm. right? So like his flow on it was like it felt very bit of love though. That I like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. It felt so much like him, but it also felt so much like New York. Um, I love when we make challenges. I love when we reminisce on like old forms of, you know, the culture. Right. And bring bring them back, but also add the new flair. So I saw a lot of people, you know, adding in the new, you know, the Millie Rock on the same yeah. beat. Like I saw people adding in, you know, the two steps, the toe wops, like everything onto it. And I think that just ultimately shows that like we're not going anywhere. You know, like in New York, when we think about only in New York City, I think sometimes about oftentimes I've been thinking about gentrification, about like how like we're disappearing. But like we're actually not going anywhere. Like we're actually still applying the pressure. Like we're like, all right, so you want to live, you want to live amongst us, live with us. You're going to see our culture in every single facet, form, like all of it. And you're going to have to reckon with us. I th- <laughs> you know, I got to say on this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do feel like I, I, I do see it. I think we're at a unique stage right now because 
gentrification hasn't fully taken mm-hmm. certain neighborhoods. And so when you see that conflicting, like the other day, I was, I can't remember where which restaurant it was, but me and Darius went out and it was like hood dudes, like straight up project niggas, okay? Mm-hmm. And they was next to like a white man with, um, you know what, those bikes where you push your kid in it? It's like oh, you're yeah, pedaling yeah, it and your kid yeah, is like yeah. sitting down in the, the front part. Mm-hmm. It's like, that existed in the same space and i was like whoa like that's weird to me like mm-hmm. people coming out at night and feeling comfortable and like very like very family oriented because it's one thing to be like a a white person in a black neighborhood and y'all don't got kids but when they get kids you know they settling in okay so they here for good and they was like settling like with the existence of these project dudes and 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 there's like a liquor store but then there's also like a a yoga studio right across the street so it's such a interesting dynamic which you know um since nate is here i want to get your take on um street scenes because yeah i i have a project called black brooklyn or whatever um and i actually documented a, a bunch on brooklyn and black people and i'm interested in in capturing that before it goes away because i know that over time it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere it might leave some somebody's gonna be more dominant than the other mm-hmm. so you just want my take? yeah it's frustrating to be honest i think it's very frustrating because you scout you usually are, you're scouting yeah for your clients to figure out where you're going to capture them right and it's it's weird because i could be looking for something like older New York had more of a feel to it. It was, you know, more. Gr- I feel like there was more grunge, and now in place of that grunge, there are like salad shops and pita bread <laughs> shops where people pay thirty dollars for avocado toast. It's dead. You know, shit like that. Thirty dollars and avocado was like what, like two dollars? You could literally also. My West Indian mom has avocado and then she has toast. And she she leaves it. it right there and then we get it when we want it. <laughs> also, ain't no thirty dollars for what? Yeah. Also, do you know like as a result, like things like all these superfoods, like this, uh, these avocados or like the quinoa, like all these things that, you know, are people, the yams and stuff like that. Do you know that we're actually offsetting and like actually pulling away and depriving the indigenous people from like South America and like, mm. um, who have, lived, or, off of who have lived off of these things forever. Like we're actually depleting their, their livelihood. We're depleting their food sources as a result because of all these fads of people saying like, oh, this is the new healthy thing to eat, so on and so forth. But yes. Yeah, no, it's happening in Queens a lot too. And I thought I would hear about it in like all these, in the other boroughs, like, you know, Brooklyn. I think it happens in the Bronx too. Um, and I was walking through my hood. One, they took out the Wingstop, which is still very heartbreaking for me. But I was just walking and I just saw a Chipotle. And it was like, you know those little, them how them stores be under the under the train station when it's above ground, that yeah. little avenue of shit. Um, I saw a Chipotle and I kept walking and I saw a Dunkin' Donuts. And it, it just wasn't where it would have been. Yeah. It just it was off. It was very mm-hmm. off putting. And my friend was like, Yeah, they're coming. I'm like, they, that, they better the not. White walkers, the yeah, white walkers. Yeah, Watch, Jamaica about. Jamaica Avenue. Big big spot. My mom was telling me she was like there's a Starbucks there. There's a Panda Express. It's Panda Jamaica Express. Andre, if anyone's listening and knows wow. what I'm talking about, Panda Express. Minute. Panda Express is not in the hood. That's not a hood. <laughs> At least not to me. That's not yeah, like a hood place. Um, imagine how that's going to interfere with like the the OG Chinese spots. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I, I, I just, I've been noticing it. I was wondering, because I know you got the eye. Yeah. They got the eye, okay? Definitely. You do, really do. Uh-huh. It's, like it's not from the heart of the community. It's from people trying to make money off the people that are there. Right. So they're trying to input anything they can just to make a quick buck. But there's nothing that's like from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep, mm-hmm. I Okay. Speaking of hearing you, we got this new segment called Around the FUs. Yeah, I mean, here we go. So we used to gather people and we used to be very kind about it, Um, you know, to a certain extent. You know, we would, you know, show you how these people have lost their footing and try to put them back on the solid ground. However, comma, we realize that some people still just do not hear when you say things. And it's just simply best if we were to give the round of FUs where we basically highlight or make mention of those who deserve a call out. Like, period. Um, 
we had mentioned Miss Remy Ma, who I am so happy to hear that she and Papoose are preparing to have the golden child. Um, I am looking forward to seeing um, the birth of the Mackies um, coming together. You know, she has gone through so so much, you know, and I'm looking forward to that for them. However, however, comma, um, we're going through a round of FUs for Miss Remy. Wow. So it's going to be quick. This is, this is a nice round. We can do a round. If you want, we can call out some other people. Um, just so that it doesn't feel like we're just coming for her, although she deserves to be come for. Right. Uh, I mean... Okay, so this is a direct reference to yesterday's State of Culture. Shout-outs to State of the Culture. Shout-outs to Revolt TV for creating this platform. Um... I'm looking forward to see how it evolves and shapes and becomes a little bit, I don't want to say refined, but becomes what the people want it to be. There's not, I don't see as much, there's no There's no room right now for people to react directly in real time to it. Um, you can hashtag SOTC and then they see it after and they're able to interact with that as much as they can, whoever is on their team. But there's no actual way for you to like, for example, send in a tweet and they talk about your tweet in real time, which is what I would love for them to add. However, comma, yesterday on yesterday's um, episode, they spoke on Bill Cosby and they spoke on the idea that he has now been sentenced to three to 10 years for rape um, and sexual misconduct. <sighs> It's very interesting when you see two black men and two black women um, on a show and just to see that three out of the four of them, particularly the two men and one of the women, to be able to be able to say that they do not condone rape culture explicitly and have one, unfortunately, Miss Remy Ma, be able to look aside from what it is that's being shown to you that Bill Cosby is a rapist, period, that it is, oh, no, it's due to the unfair justice system. And, oh, it's due to the fact that he could have been told to, you know, admit to a crime that he didn't commit. And, you know, it's 60 women. You think all 60 women actually were raped by him? I don't believe all of them. Like, for her to be able to say this when, one, she wasn't in the room with any of these people. Two, she's coming from the mindset of someone who has been in jail and she's turning off all the other facets of someone's identity in order to understand what it is that he's going through three a rapist is a rapist is a rapist and four if we really want to go there the idea of her being a woman and being able to sit there and say like she doesn't believe another woman's experience literally invalidating invalidating stories and also the trauma that comes with telling you know like Mm. ain't nobody Ain't Scotty nobody trying said, to go against this man because he has so much power. power. People obviously see him as because he understands. Their dad, he sees yeah. him as people, people see him understand. as their dad, their mm-hmm. television dad. Like this man, we cannot. We he cannot. ain't my television dad. I'll just be honest well, about that. I never experienced that, but well, that's cute. But a lot of people, you know, saw the Huxtables family and saw themselves as the plus one to like to the crew, you know. And I think. This is when we also talk about separating an artist from their art and looking at the idea that this man has really tortured tons of women through not only raping them, but raping them under the influence. Like, you drugged them. I mean, he gets an automatic F you, you know? And shout yeah, out to, of course, shout of course, out to of course. The, the, the system giving him what his just do probably a little bit less than he's due to be honest um but really remy ma her invalidating someone's experience or many women's experience and knowing that you have a daughter albeit stepdaughter and, and a knowing child that you are way. a woman knowing that it's not so like i guess she doesn't know but it's not that easy to just you know perk up and be like well this person did this and this because she basically said oh if you wait 15 to 20 years like why would you do that then it's a lie and all these people coming forward they're just trying to sully this man's image and it's like she's not even understanding that the act alone can silence you right and has silenced these women and that the fact that they have to create a community based on the fact that that these women have created a community based upon enduring the same amount of pain from this same person it's it's mind-boggling to me to see that, you know, Scotty can sit there. Scotty, Shout-outs to Scotty Beam for holding her own on this show because she can literally sit there and be like, she has gone through things like this too. And it's the idea of feeling like you have to be forced to speak up for something when you know how hard it is to begin with, you know? Right. 
don't <sighs> know, man. Trash. That's not. That's like. That's not cool. It's not. And so the fu only goes to the idea of that. Like, I want to know how much preparation is put into these. How much preparation Remy's putting in compared to the other three people, or just in general, like how much preparation do each of these um, panelists put into their weekly shows um, in order for them to actually be able to speak on things? Are they doing a devil's? I would, I would. I don't wish think it's devil. I don't think, I think it's she firmly advocate. believes it. I think yeah. she's just using the same thing. For example, like, um, what's that man's case? Um, what's that man's case? Um, the one who OJ. Like mm. they used racial um history to basically say that he did not kill that woman they use it saying that um you know the 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 criminal justice system typically destroys and beats down and disparages black people Mm -hmm. and so she's automatically buying into this idea of oh he's black and so they didn't do they didn't give that little white boy um who just as much time brett brett whatever his name not brett that's the next nonsense boy idiot um um but the guy who um, was at a Stanford and he raised Stanford a girl behind the dumpster. dumpster. He bas- she basically said, "Oh, he, well, they didn't give him that much time." And it's like right now, it's not about how much time. How much time? Like, yes, he did the crime, and actually, he deserves more time. But currently, Bill Cosby did a, a really heinous crime to many women, and not only crime, but like it's just in general like a immoral act, and he he destroyed people's lives, and so his deserves. You know, he, regardless of age, he needs to go away. That's how I feel. Um, yeah, so Remy Ma, I think you need to reevaluate. Yeah. And I think that's enough for the round of FUs. That's a little, nice little taste as to what will come from the round of FUs. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yes. Um, where would you like to go? Um, Your Real Talk. We had a real quick segment. On, it's a new one. Shout yeah. out to Christine. Um, yes. And so... Where you know, if you want to join the conversation, hashtag your real talk and hashtag the takeover pod to join the conversation. Um, and if you have a suggestion on like any questions that we should ask, you, should, you can email the takeover cc at gmail.com with suggestions. However, we will jump right into the question. The question was, Do you think you should share your aspirations and goals with people? Um, it was a great, nice little honesty hour. It was more than an hour. You all gave us tons of responses. And basically what I, what generally, shout outs to all of you that gave responses. Shout outs to Danique, Charnice. Danielle, um, Darius, uh, Piff, Relly, <laughs> Chief Keish, Mia, um, Besselot, um, Miles, shout outs to um, Yashima Bet. Shout outs to Makita. Did you say Darius already? Yes. Um, shout outs to Oh wow. There's a lot of people. Right. There's a lot of you who gave responses. Apollo. Um, yes, Apollo. Um, shout outs to Jadah. Shout outs to Chardonnay. Um shout outs to Wise. Um Joel. Um Latoya. Yeah. And Eddie Hayes. So shout out to all of you for your amazing responses. And I think, you know, we were left in a place where some people were saying yes to those who are around you, um, who you trust with the information. Some were saying, um, no, share with everyone because you're speaking it into existence. And the more that you do that, you never know who's around you who could impart something onto you and allow you to tweak and manifest in the proper direction or get you closer to your goal. Um, for us, we each, you know, gave a small little snippet. We wanted to leave it open and see if there was going to be engagement with each other. So definitely engage with each other's responses when we do it on another round of this. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm feeling like what God has for me is for me and no one else can take it away from me. At the same time, and because I want to share with others in order to inspire others to speak into existence, but at times, you know, there's evil people out Period. there. Period. I feel like I feel like the devil work hard. The devil work hard. You I got don't an know. army. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm really, I, I, I'm conflicted because I agree. Like, what's for me is for me, and thus far, everything that has been like everything that I've worked for, everything that God has helped me with. It's, you know, manifest. But I think that there's a lot of bad mind people out there. And people will willingly show up to your event and trash your stuff. Like, I've had people, like, 
be the most negative around me in some of my highest mm-hmm. accomplishments. And mm-hmm. I will never forget those experiences. And so for me, I'm like, I don't know how much I share because ultimately I have to face the fire when it comes to like people literally like making my, my highest moment or my high moment, like making me come down from that because I worked hard for it and I deserve it. So the fact that they're there and they're destroying my moment because I shared with them my gold, I share with them my success that bothers me. So I'm, I'm really conflicted. Um, I think really funny was Bessie's comment. I'm dead. She said, I share, but only with she my people. She a real people. one for coming out of the darkness, the Instagram <laughs> darkness and coming to the light for this she one. She said, I share, but only with my my people. You know, it's a lot when people post every morning talking about rise and grind, time to get this money. And I think there is an element of it being annoying. And I think mm. for me, so aside from bad mind people, I feel like it's like when people in the experience... Or, or when they down and out or when they cannot get there. Sometimes it's a little bit obnoxious for people to be like, yo, I'm getting this, this, that, and the third. I'm going to make it. Um, you good? Okay. Yeah, like when people are super obnoxious about it and then I got to I gotta feel like... You're not doing enough or they're lying? Like they're, they may be lying, but it's like... I don't even think it's me. I always feel sad about other people. Like if the I... The fact that they have for example, to do that in order... Do you feel like it's an attention thing? Oh, for those people, I think sometimes, yeah, I think it is an attention thing. But I, for example, when I got into Amherst College, I did not post. I did not post at all. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I just felt like, one, people, like, I didn't I didn't succeed at Amherst yet. I just got in. I mean, getting in is, a, is an accomplishment. But succeeding there is also an accomplishment that I didn't touch yet. So I was like, ugh, like, when I'm there and I'm everything is all laid out and fine, then great, we'll talk about it. But it made me feel a little self-conscious because I'm like, I know the people that didn't have the resources that I did to get where I got, you know? And, and so that makes did, me really sad. they could have been sad. at Amherst right. attendee as well. Right. So that's just me. It's the two things. It's, it's that, like, that obnoxious, like, rise and grind. Or, oh, I got to Amherst College. Or, oh, look what I'm doing. Flashy, flamboyant out there. And I feel like it can be a little bit discouraging to people. And so that's what the, the perspective I take sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plotting and the scheming on the downfall, though, I think ultimately it comes down to a mindset thing sometimes, too. It's like once you get to a point where you feel like you're untouchable, like, I mean, of course, knowing that things can come at you, but if you get into a mindset of, like, I am untouchable, like, nothing else can can impede on my greatness except for God alone, and if he knows that, or the higher power that it be knows that that is not for me, then he will take it away in order to allow for my increase, you know? And I think... Um, I'm so happy to see that, you know, so many people were able to be like, okay, just be careful, you know, yeah. walk nuance. They was yeah. like, not too much mm-hmm. share. That was really, really, it was like, be mega network. Careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just know that if you're sharing to get help or feedback on the day to day missions, you have to do in order to reach those goals. Then absolutely. That was perfect. Right. Like if you need somebody to be your accountability partner, accountability then partners. find them and yeah. you don't necessarily need to find them on social media, but you can share with them, you know, through, um, you know, a text message or mm-hmm. a prayer circle yeah. or a, a chit chat with the friends, you know, mm-hmm. um, thank you to all of you who participated in your real talk. It was very fun. Yeah. And we hope that we can bring you all another great one for next episode. Okay. So we're going to end out so differently than before. So, um, mm-hmm. previously, you know, we had the world is in need of, um, but this time we're going to give you, we're going to give need. you what you need. Um, so we have a new segment called Take One, Pass It Down. It's going to be very quick to the point. Um, and in the spirit of sharing um, with people, but like providing actual tangible stuff, not like here's my success mm-hmm. as opposed to here's how I got to my success. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share you, um, share with you some tools to, you know, be successful or even just be more educated, etc. So I want to share some good newsletters. Um, I think that is important. Um, we live in a digital age, the information age, and you want a nice condensed, you know, information to, mm-hmm. to, to get you aware of the things that are mm-hmm. going on around you. Yes, um, ma'am. Once upon a time, people was receiving actual newspapers to their front Facts. door. Now it's newsletters and emails. Yeah, and inbox. Right. So I think some of that information includes um, some of my favorite newsletters, and those would be Life and Sound. They have dope music suggestions. They have new releases. They have playlists. Like, they range. Like, they got gospel. They got, you know, all the new releases in one 
um, playlist. They got the trap music. Whatever you want, they got it. And they 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 sparse it out. And it's not heavy. It's not a heavy newsletter at all. Mm-hmm. Then they have the balance. So I'm all about financial literacy. I'm all about awareness. Yes, with the coins. Um, so they get you all the way right. I'm talking from credit to retirement to um, your parents who may not have a retirement fund and what, it, what that may look like or people who haven't saved anything. Like they give you everything and... Yeah, the balance, you want to check that out. It's dope. They send an email directly to your, um, they send a newsletter directly to your email. So, um, and then there's 2190. Shout outs to 2190. Christine put me on. Yeah. Um, so, they are all about the black millennial woman focusing on building healthy habits. So, 21 days to, to make a habit and 90 to build a lifestyle. Lifestyle. There we go. And so, they, they also nice, short, and sweet, um, very impactful. They still have, um, They still have what you call it, like, in order to verify. You know, a lot of times you need information Mm -hmm. to verify whatever you're saying. So they have links. They have links, which I love. Because it's like, even if it's three segments in that one newsletter, it's like, oh, here is um, a a bad black woman doing her thing. This is her business. And link to it, you know, if you're interested Mm -hmm. um, based off of that blurb. Here is um, a, a... sponsorship from LFS, which is a financial literacy um, and wealth management company, That's I believe. And tell us. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, the three newsletters that I would highly suggest would be Life and Sound, mm-hmm. The Balance, and 2190. Is there any that you suggest? For me, I would have to say Morning Brew. Um, mm-hmm. I love Morning Brew because it tells me about the stocks. It's interesting. So actually so funny roundabout circle that like I started my internship journey as like as an apprentice at the New York Stock Exchange. And I used to like sit there and like look up at the screen like Krusty Krab. Like what's <laughs> what is this? What is this? And you know, the Morning Brew really like helps you understanding like the stocks and helping you know about like mergers and acquisitions. Like, oh, like there was even a segment about how, you know, Michael Kors bought Versace and what does that mean for the fashion industry and like for me to be like uh you know up and coming you know a little fashion lifestyle person like understanding like media and entertainment as a whole Mm -hmm. like that was interesting to see it from a financial standpoint that's what I love about them actually you put me on and mm -hmm. they they do um they talk about everything from like McDonald's and Walmart just like all the things that we are buying into. Consuming. Like, literally, what are you consuming as right. a consumer? And how does it impact you from right. a financial state? Making of it very legible and understandable yeah. from a financial yeah. So, standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Consume. Sip on your morning brew with okay. morning brew. And then finally, um, because I'm all about self-care. You know, I'm a counselor to kids. And I'm growing. My soft spot is becoming a little bit more and more. Um, I get it through <laughs> Shine Text. So Shine Text was by way of, I believe, 2190. And these are self-care texts that I get every single day. You can also get the app, the Shine app. And basically, it's like a little message that tells you, like, here are some things that you can do and, like, actually giving you a routine that you can um, commit to. If you open up the Shine um, Shine app, they also have amazing, you know, actual people who you may know like in the industry that are reading you meditations and like definitely giving you some sort of guided practice and like understanding like your mind state and so those are just some things that i would give you uh i think this take one pass it down is amazing let us know if you take some of these and also make sure to pass Pass it down down. all right so now you're tuning out of the takeover with Kristen and Christine. We out. Thanks, y'all. Bye.